Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800 754 45 That's 800-754-4531. The motorsports world is where legends are made. The unthinkable happens and barriers are broken. One man harnesses the power of an industry every week. This is the General Tire Down and Dirty Show, powered by Polaris Razor, with Jim Beaver. Welcome to the General Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. And man, do we have a banger. I mean, banger of a show today. We are going to go deep into Baja. I'm going to talk about all the craziness that has happened around the Baja 500 since the race wrapped up. Yes, we will be kicking off talking about that and uh, a lot of other motorsports news, commentary, and and other things. And then we've got a couple of banger guests uh, coming up here in hour number one. We've got uh, a young up-and-coming Formula Car driver in F2000. Uh, his name is Yuvan Sundaramurthy. He is going to be competing uh, um, this weekend at uh, Road America in Wisconsin, and uh, he's the current points leader. And the road to uh, Indy series uh, in the F2000 division. So we're going to have Yuvan on the show. And then hour number two, going to take up the entire hour. I'm really excited about this one. Absolute legend. One of the greatest of all time to ever ride a motorcycle. And arguably one of the greatest of all time to ever drive an off-road vehicle, period. Mr. Larry Rossler. Mr. Baja. Yes, he is going to be on the show as well. Really looking forward to that. Coming off a big victory down there in Baja, I will say. Dot, 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 little uh, controversial victory. But, uh, yes, we're going to have Mr. Baja, Larry Rossler, on the show. So, yeah, we got all that and a whole hell of a lot more happening today. But, uh, yes, a couple blockbuster guests, and we are going to dive into the thick of things, into talking about what happened in Baja. I know anytime there's a race and results don't come out for three or four days after, yeah, it leaves questions. And you know what? I don't know that we've got answers. I don't know that we're ever going to have answers, but I'm going to try and dissect the bananas that happened down there in Baja. Uh, We also had NHRA in action over there on the East Coast. I know uh, Chris Leone, our uh, our media director here at uh, the Down and Dirty Radio Show, he was there on site. So uh, I'm going to jump into talking a little bit about uh, NHRA. Uh, who knows what else, man? It's uh, it's a lot cranking, a lot happening in the world of motorsports. I know Extreme E, you know, happened a couple of weeks ago, and uh, you know, I got a little bit more news on that new uh, new team coming next year that is massive. So I'm sure we're going to jump into that as well. You got questions? Hit me up. It's at Jim Beaver 15 on social media. And uh, we will continue to crank on, carry on right here on the show. And we'll be back right after this on the Gentle Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris 
Razor. Whether you're looking for a tire that balances high performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in wet and dry conditions, or a summer performance tire designed with a driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the all-new G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, cruising with a down and dirty radio show since 2012. You want extreme performance, reliability, and the most fun you can have on four wheels? The Polaris Razor brings it to you, but you don't need to take my word for it. You can take theirs. I'm Tanner Faust, and I choose the Polaris Razor because it's the most fun you can have with a steering wheel. What's up? I'm Ronnie Renner, and I choose Polaris Razor because it's the sickest, most reliable side-by-side on the planet. What's up, everybody? Heavy D from Diesel Brothers. Listen, I'm on Team Razor because it's hands down the best piece of machinery on the planet. I'm RJ Anderson, and I choose Polaris Razor because it's the most fun, most capable machine. Action sports stars, TV personalities, and some of the best race car drivers in the world all choose Polaris Razor because it's the ultimate combination of power, suspension, agility, and fun. Find out more information on the web at PolarisRazor.com or follow at Polaris Razor on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and use the hashtag RazorLife to share your story. Conditions off the pavement are always changing, so why settle for a light bar that just turns on and off? The Rigid Adapt is a revolutionary new light bar that will automatically select from eight beam patterns that range from a widespread 90-degree flood to a 15-degree spot based on your vehicle's speed. Try that with your knockoff light bar. A dash-mounted controller allows the user to toggle between adaptive mode, beam patterns, and RGBW accent lighting. With Adapt, it's easier than ever to own the night. From the 2018 Master Distillers of the Year comes a bold new American whiskey in fistful of bourbon. Their whiskeys have been award-winning for generations. Now they're going all in on bourbon, blending five straight whiskeys to create a big balanced bourbon that stands apart from everything else. So grab yourself a fistful of bourbon, a blend of five bourbons created with over 100 years of whiskey blending experience. It ain't just a bourbon, it's a damn fistful. Please enjoy responsibly. When looking for a new wheel for your off-road vehicle, car, truck, or UTV, the choice is easy. You choose what the pros use. Rob McCachron, Keegan Kincaid, and myself, Jim Beaver, all exclusively use Vision Wheel, whether we're dominating Baja, taking the cup at Cranon, or shredding UTVs. Vision Wheel's trend-setting designs and durability will set you apart from the competition and your friends. Check out visionwheel.com or at visionwheel on social media to learn more. Like what you hear? Catch all the back episodes of the Down and Dirty Radio Show on Apple Podcast, and be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Welcome back to the General Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Hopefully you guys have been having, uh, I don't know, a great week, I guess, and a uh, good time. I know we got a lot of racing action going on. We are going to uh, chime into a bunch of that. I know me personally, i got some fun stuff happening uh, this next week, a lot to talk about on the show, and um, shoot, uh, one, of the, one of the biggest things, truthfully, uh, that i got going on is next week, uh, I am going to be heading out to Pastrana Land. Yes, I will be at Pastrana Land for a few days, having a ton of fun and uh, who knows what the hell I'm going to get into while I'm back there. Uh, it's liable to be uh, entertaining uh, at the least and uh, probably dangerous at the most. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's uh, I, I'm looking forward to that, man. You want to talk about one of the most iconic places in action sports over the last decade? 
Uh, Pastrana land. I mean, you're, we're talking a place where the, the quad flip went down on a BMX bike. Triple flip went down on a dirt bike. Who knows what else Travis has done. The videos that have been filmed there. I mean, he's got skate park, motocross park, UTV tracks. Like, I'm so, so, so looking forward to uh, getting back there and having a hell of a lot of fun at Pastrana land. So, uh, you know, big question is, am I going to do a backflip? I'm not committing to it, but I'm not not committing to it. Let's put it that way. We'll just dot, dot, dot. We'll, uh, we'll see what happens when I get back there. You never know. Uh, you never quite know what will happen. But, uh, yeah, I will definitely be heading back to Pastrana Land. It's going to be a ton of fun. I'm definitely looking forward to it. And, uh, you know, you got anything you want me to try? You got any questions you want me to ask? You got any things you want photographed? Uh, hit me up on, at Jim Beaver 15 on social media, and uh, we will definitely, uh, definitely let you, uh, let you guys know, uh, you know what I can find out. And then after that, I'm heading to Crandon. And I uh, haven't been to a short course race since last Labor Day. And, uh, yes, Crandon, I can't wait to get back there. My home away from home, one of them, um, you know, a place that's embraced me. I've embraced it. I absolutely love it. I love the people. And I am so, so, so looking forward to uh, getting back there for, uh, um, you know, the, the brush run here in the spring. And, uh, you know, they've got that community cup race. It's, uh, it's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. Uh, you know, big storylines around that. Obviously, Keegan Kincaid, the local boy, two for two there at Anigo. Uh, you know, is he going to be able to keep that alive? Obviously, CJ Grease sweeping the Pro Fours. I mean, UTVs is crazy right now in the Midwest. Things are exploding. Uh, man, it's uh, it is going to be uh, going to be a good time. I know the Anderson brothers. I think are going to be back there for this one as well. Uh, I heard a little rumor. I think maybe Haley Deegan going to be sneaking back there. Um, so uh, yeah, we've you know I, I've got that going on. Me personally, I got a lot of stuff happening, right? Uh, you know, and we're also prepping for Vegas Torino. I was just out of Pirates Cove. I know a lot of you that uh, follow UTVs on the West Coast, you know where Pirates Cove is at. Uh, it's just outside of Needles on the River, and I just got to thank them uh, for an amazing time. Uh, we boated, we UTV'd, uh, had the razors out for um, you know for their offline or weekend. Um, basically where you cut off the grid and you go out and you razor and you have a good time. And, uh, you know, it was absolutely tremendous time. Water's blue, food's good, drinks are better, uh, beautiful facility. If you got an RV, if you like to camp, you like to ride UTVs, you love to boat, literally uh, Pirate's Cove is where it's at. You definitely need to uh, make a reservation and uh, go back there and uh, go up there outside of Needles and have a great time. So, yeah, me personally, that's what's been going on in my world. But... We've got uh, a lot of news, and I'm already, like, I know you guys want me to talk about the Baja 500. I am going to talk about the Baja 500. It will be in the next segment because it's going to take a while. We're, we're going to have to sort through a lot of shenanigans in regards to Baja, and uh, I'm going to need the full segment to do it. So I feel like I'm not going to be able to do Baja justice if I talk about it uh, right now. But, uh, <laughs> yes, uh, we will get to that. Um, but, uh, you know, one of the big storylines coming out of uh, last uh, week or two in motorsports, honestly, is uh, McLaren. Obviously, McLaren, we know them. They've got their Formula One program. Obviously, there's the auto manufacturer as well. So, uh, you know, they got their Formula One program. Obviously, um, one of the most decorated Formula One programs of, uh, you know, of, of you know, uh, I don't know, probably last, you know, few decades, right? Um, you know, I had some struggles recently, but, uh, uh, you know, I think they're they're definitely on the upswing. But, uh, you know, as they've grown, they, they've expanded their program. I know a couple of years ago they went to the Indy 500. Um, didn't have the results they wanted there, but, you know, it was one of those where um, it opened their eyes and now they've got a full-time IndyCar program. 
so they've expanded into IndyCar um, and doing a great, great job. I got to give them a lot of credit, you know, uh, from missing the Indy 500 a couple years ago with uh, Fernando Alonso to now actually being very, very competitive in the IndyCar series. Um, they have uh, they have coming a long way. So as they continue to look at things and expanded growth, you know, McLaren, one of the most iconic names in motorsport globally, uh, they have announced in 2022 uh, that they are going to field an entry in the Extreme E Championship. Obviously, you guys know this is the Electric Vehicle Championship for off-road. Um, Kyle Duke, Sarah Price, good friends of the show. They both compete there along with uh, some of the best global talent in off-road and rally. Uh, you know, we've got Sebastian Loeb competing there, Carlos Sainz. So, um, you know, some true, true global world-class talent. Uh, big news for McLaren to get involved there. It's funny, a company as big as that, you know, never eyed uh, stage rally is something that they wanted to do, but something about Extreme E must have caught their eye, caught their attention. Obviously, it's got the Globe's attention right now. I mean, electrics, that's the that's the hot topic, right? Uh, you know, Tesla's done amazing. You know, f- you know, all the auto manufacturers are announcing new electric vehicles. Everything's kind of moving towards electric. Uh, you know, that's a story for another day on this show um, because I, I the tech is amazing. I worry about, you know, the power grid and things like that, being able to support it. You know, we've got rolling blackouts in California in the summer as it is, and now we're going to go and plug millions of vehicles into the wall. Yeah, I've got questions, and uh, nobody's been able to seem to answer it other than, oh, it'll work. Yeah, will it? But, you know, that being said, uh, McLaren has uh, committed to uh, fielding a team in the 2022 Extreme E Championship. Uh, you know, so right now I think they're at nine. That'll give them a full 10 teams. Um, I'm sure there's going to be at least, uh, I would think, another team or two that pop in over the offseason. I don't see anybody folding. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's it's got me excited to see that. You know, I, I just hope that, you know, my biggest thing with Extreme E is I hate the format of the races, man. I want to see everybody out there, at least four or five cars out there at a time and um i I don't like that qualifying can you know basically if you have a bad qualifying run you can't even make the main event it's just it's a weird format great cars great racing weird format no vision wheels are also on all those extremely cars but yeah that that's kind of one of my big things there is is like the concept is there everything's there the structure the bones everybody extremely has done a phenomenal job and i just feel like the format isn't quite there yet to showcase these cars showcase the drivers showcase the talent and uh, i think once they get that nailed this thing is going to blow through the roof but there's been times i've been watching on tv and it's just not quite there yet and uh you know i I think obviously year one they've had phenomenal success through two races and i think there's nothing more but good things to come from that series but like i said dot 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 Let's get that, that format massaged a little bit. But, uh, yeah, so Extreme E, uh, you know, McLaren joining the Extreme E Championship, man, that is going to be absolutely huge. Uh, you know, as we talk about things that have been going on, got to talk about NHRA, got to talk about this one, this round in New England. Uh, you know, I know we have beat a dead horse talking about them damn Capco boys, but our boys uh, Steve and Billy Torrance, and Billy only part-time, they're just dominating top fuel. I mean, it's a domination. Like I said, we we are witnessing greatness. 
with Steve Torrance. His dad, Billy, is the same. Uh, Billy just taking the one there at New England Nats. i got to give a shout-out to my boys at Capco. Um, just continuing to kill it, continuing to, uh, you know, just uh, push the envelope of what people thought a team could be. Um, we are watching a dominance that we have never seen before in motorsports by a team, and it's both cars. I mean, this is just crazy how good these guys are and how, I mean, you know, it, you know, and it's like Billy at part time to come in and, you know, he's taken a victory. It seems like every year, the past couple of years, um, just an amazing, amazing team. Um, you know, it, it's a great family run organization, you know, a, an ecosystem, a healthy, healthy environment for drivers and, and crew members to thrive and succeed. It's just, uh, man, you want a blueprint for success. You look at what the Torrance's and then Capco boys are doing in top fuel in the NHRA. I've said it before. I'll say it again. You are witnessing greatness and you hate to miss it because 20 years from now, you're going to look back and be like, man, Jimmy was right. If you listen to the show, but you know, you, you're going to be like, man, th- those guys, we did, we missed it. This is, you're watching Michael Jordan circa, circa nineties here. You know, you're watching greatness, uh, you know, take it all in, know it. You know, it's uh, they are that damn good. But a big shout out to our very close friends, um, you know, the Torrances on uh, that big, big victory there um, at New England. But, uh, yeah, we are going to take a short break. Um, and I promise when we come out uh, of this break, we will be swinging. We are going to be talking about the score Baja 500, all that entails and a whole lot more. Man, it's going to get interesting. It's going to get entertaining. Uh, hit me up at Jim Beaver 15 on social media. If you got questions, um, you know, in regards to Baja or anything else, and we will definitely, definitely get them answered in the show. But, uh, yeah, we're going to take a short break. We will be back right after this, right here on the General Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Most of us like to be out in the sun. That's why sunscreen and other safety measures are key to protecting your skin from aging and cancer. The FDA recommends using a sunscreen with a sun protection factor, or SPF, of 15 or higher. Also, look for broad spectrum on the label. That means both harmful ultraviolet A and B rays are blocked. UVA rays age the skin. UVB rays burn. And both cause cancer. But the perfect sunscreen doesn't count if you use it wrong. Don't need sunscreen on a cloudy day? Wrong. 80% of UV rays still get through the haze. Only use sunscreen at the beach? Nope. Anytime you're outside, UV rays attack the skin, so you need protection. And you have to reapply sunscreen every two hours. Remember, SPF plus broad spectrum equal healthy fun in the sun. Visit www.fda.gov sunscreen for more information. A message from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. I'm going to tell you how you can get real health care for as little as $6 a day. Yes, now you can get affordable health care for you and your family immediately and save as much as 50% off your current monthly health care payments. Our plans are perfect for people that are self-employed, can't afford health benefits where they work, or just want to pay less for their current health care. And coverage is guaranteed regardless of your medical condition. We even offer some of the new Christian faith-based health benefits. Save up to 50% on your family's health care. Make a free quick call now. There are no contracts and we give you a 10-day money-back trial period. Call Provision Enrollment right now for your risk-free guaranteed health insurance quote starting at $6 a day. 800-472-5145. 
800-472-5145. That's 800-472-5145. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800 754 45 That's 800-754-4531. You're listening to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. All killer and no filler. Welcome back to the Gentle Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. And uh, i got to give a big shout-out to my good friends at Fistful of Bourbon for the fresh replenishment of uh, of the, uh, those nice uh, bottles full of that uh, flavorful brown stuff that I love. Um, yes, it uh, made for a great weekend at Pirates, having a little bit of Fistful of Bourbon in my fist. But, uh, yeah, if you haven't tried that stuff, it is great. Uh, it is unlike any whiskey you have ever tried before. I will just say that, and especially bourbon. So I'm a bourbon drinker, and Fistful of Bourbon is where it's at. Um, so, yes, uh, talking a little Fistful of Bourbon and last weekend. T- speaking of last weekend, obviously we've got a big guest today. We've got uh, Larry Rossler, one of the all-time greats, uh, two-time Hall of Famer, AMA, and the Off-Road Motorsports Hall of Fame. So, you know, if that's not an accomplishment, I don't know what is. I don't know many people that are in two Hall of Fames, right, uh, for both the disciplines they've competed in. Yeah, he is an absolute legend. Looking forward to having Larry on the show. Um, but, you know, he is the winner, the official overall winner of the Baja 500. How did we get to that point? Well, it wasn't easy. And I'm sure Larry and I are going to talk about it. But uh, uh, so the race wrapped up. And originally, I believe it was uh, Luke McMillan beating Andy McMillan by a handful of seconds. And Larry Rossler was in the third spot. So that was uh, your original podium as a cross finish line for Baja. So it was Luke McMillan, Andy McMillan, and Larry Rossler. Immediately, red flags go off. Sirens start going. Not really, but... Um, online and, and things like that you know there's you know thing about racing in Baja now too is there's photos there's video evidence of everything you got Stella you got all, all this tracking stuff like that so immediately you know competition review board gets involved and that's one thing score does amazing they do have the competition review board it's made up of uh x-racers and uh, when there's infractions things like that they sit there they make a decision and then once they make that decision, they take a score, and that decision is final. So it's not score making the decision. It's actually a group of your peers, of racers, people who have been there, done that. They actually sit on the competition review board and make the decision in regards to, uh, you know, what, what the penalty is going to be. So, um, you know, th- there's a respect level there. You know, it's your peers making the decision. So, you know, guys that have seen it, done it, 
and uh, you know it makes it a little bit easier, I think, for them to uh, to to make those calls, right? So you know this goes in, and nobody knew what the heck was going to happen. I mean, there's video of Andy McMillan hitting cars on the road, people making dangerous passes. Uh, you've got um, time penalties. You've got virtual checkpoint penalties. I mean, there is a lot going on. There was something like 80% of the entire field of the Baja 500 had penalties. Now, I'm just going to put this out there. Anytime 80% of your people do something wrong, it's not necessarily the people doing it wrong. I have to look at the sanctioning body and the processes in place and going, how are we tracking this? Because not 80% of competitors want to have a violation. So why are the, why do we have 80% of competitors with a violation? Like to me, that throws up red flags. And I'm not saying scores wrong, I'm just saying the process is wrong because you shouldn't have 80% of competitors getting penalized. You know, it would be like if you you're a school teacher, a college professor and 80% of the kids in your class fail, that's because you did something wrong. You didn't teach them right. You know, and I kind of feel that way about, you know, score and Baja. When you've got 80% of your competitors that are getting penalties, this isn't the competitor's fault. Yeah, there's a few, just like a school teacher. There's a few that are just dumb, but, you know, but this is a bigger picture thing. Like, all right, how do we, uh, you know, how do we fix this? You know, and to me, that's where we're at um, is that, you know, we, we there's there's a bigger picture here. There's something else going on. And, uh, you know, how, how do we alleviate that? How do we fix it? So you've got all this going on. Competition Review Board looks over everything. Um, they decide that Luke McMillan is getting disqualified. Luke, you won. No, you didn't. You're out. Boom. Done. Sent you home. You are expelled. You're done. So then Andy McMillan becomes a winner, right? Nope. Pump the brakes. Sorry, Andy. We're penalizing you as well. I can't remember. It was like 30 minutes, something like that. I should have the facts in front of me. I don't. I'm a radio host. I just spit, spit, spit stuff out there. So Andy McMillan, er, pump the brakes. You quite didn't win. We are going to let Larry Rosser, who did have a speeding penalty of some sorts, but he's going to be the now new winner. So you went from having Luke McMillan, Andy McMillan, and Larry Rossler as your top three to – Larry Rossler winning, Andy McMillan second, and now Tavo Vadosala sneaks in and snags a podium. So the final results are Rossler, McMillan, Tavo Vadosala, one, two, three. And it started out as Luke McMillan, Andy McMillan, Larry Rossler, one, two, three. So yeah, I mean, what, <laughs> there's a lot happening in Baja. There was a lot that went on there. And, uh, yeah, I mean, how, how do we get through that? I, I don't know. So this even gets deeper, though. So today, yes, today, I'm going to have to go. I don't even think it's on their website. But, score, there, there was a video of uh, um, there was a video of a chase truck passing on the highway causing all kinds of chaos, family got hurt, all kinds of stuff, right? So SCORE was looking at investigating that. So now they've made, and this is where things really go wrong, and I don't agree with it, um, that the driver of the chase truck was deemed that they weren't affiliated with a team. So that person is, quote-unquote, banned from SCORE events for the rest of the year, and uh, they are going to make it right with a family affected and cover their mechanical and medical expenses. And I'm looking at this going, so what is somebody in Baja doing with a full chase truck, with a chase rack, with tires, 
you know, and a radio on his truck. There's pictures of it all over the internet. Like, what is he doing down there if he's not affiliated with a team? I mean, I go and spectate off-road races, but when I go and spectate it, I'm not carrying a bunch of 40-inch tires around and, uh, you know, and, and things like that. So I'm looking at that going, what, what does score know or how good was this investigation when they're not taking action against that penalty? I, there's so much going on there. I am just going to say, I don't know what the hell's going on with racers. I haven't raced in Baja since 2006. I think it was 2006. I've raced in Baja since 2006. Been down there, but I haven't raced. Personal reasons why I don't race and sponsor reasons are that my sponsors don't pay me to race down there. But that being said, like, I race a lot, right? This year we've raced, I don't know how many races so far, three three races, you know, some years, I'm five, six, seven, eight races a year, right? This is going to be a big year for me with, with events. And you go to a best of the desert race, go to a Mint 400 UTV World Championship, Legacy, I was just did that Legacy race. We had transit sections, things like that. People aren't boneheads. People aren't idiots. Like, what about Baja makes people think they can go down there and just freaking lose their mind? Like, what? I, I don't get that. You race in the States, you toe the line, you do things right. You go to Baja, everybody becomes idiots. Like, why? Why do people think, and I get it, Baja's the Wild West, but they've they've toned it down. Um, you know, it used to not be speed limits on the highways, things like that. Like, they, they've brought it back. You know, that Baja has grown up. Um, you know, technology's there. People have evolved. Um, you know, it, it's, you know, they're connected with the with the rest of the world now. Like, Baja is different than Baja of 20 years ago. And uh, I guess that's my thing. Like, I'm, I'm looking at it going, why do these same teams, these same people race in the United States and we don't have problems? Those same teams go south of the border, they have problems. Like, what's going on? What causes that? Why, why, you know, uh, is is all this going on down there? Like, what possesses these teams and major teams to go down there and just lose their minds? Like, I, I don't know. I don't get it. It's, to me, that that's one of the biggest mysteries of off-road right now is, why do these problems happen in Baja? These problems don't happen in the United States. Same people, different country, different results. Why? Why? What causes that? And uh, nobody's been able to answer that for me. I don't know. You know, and I, people go, it's better in Baja. I'm not going to lie. Tacos and beer are definitely better in Baja. The, you know, the scenery is definitely better than Baja. I'll take that over, you know, the Mint 400 course any day, right? But, you know, so we got a lot of the sames, but there's a lot of difference. And the differences are the ones that matter. Like, why does this happen? Like, we, it, it shouldn't. We shouldn't even be having these conversations on the show. So, uh, I don't know what's coming to this. I got a feeling this isn't the last we'll hear about it. I mean, the internet's off, on fire right now. I mean, we're talking hundreds and hundreds of comments to post. Um, so I don't think we've heard the last. We've seen the last of this. Um, but uh, I do think, uh, you know, there, there's a whole lot more to this. And, uh, you know, and I, I think it's kind of fishy that we've got a quote-unquote chase truck that wasn't part of a team. Nah, not buying it. Not buying it one bit. So, giving you a rundown of the rest of the results, other than my rant, because we got a minute left. Um, you know, we had uh, Larry Rossler, Annie McMillan, Tava Vadosla, Dan McMillan, Rob Mack, your top five. 
Um, then you had a trophy truck spec, Jason McNeil, slotting into sixth overall. First class one finisher, Brock Dickerson, finishing in the seventh spot. Another trophy truck spec, Ryan Hancock, finishing in the eighth spot overall. That's overall. And uh, he was second in trophy truck spec. We had Chris Miller uh, with Cantina Racing in trophy truck, finishing in ninth overall. That was sixth in trophy truck. And then Justin Davis in trophy truck spec, tenth overall, third in class. And uh, your winner in score, TT Legends, that would be uh, Rolf Helland. And then we had Brian Wilson, Tim Herps, William Hedrick Jr., and Raul Gomez, your top 15. UTV winner, got to give a shout-out to my boy, Brandon Sims, doing it down for Polaris Razor. And uh, Mike Caffro taking a win for Razor as well. And uh, you know what? we got to take a short break. We'll be back after this on the Gentle Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. I'm Polaris rider Jim Beaver. I race trophy trucks professionally, host a down and dirty radio show, and also travel the country announcing motorsports events. I've seen it all, and trust me, I've done most of it. So when it comes time to relax on the weekend, nothing is better than taking time with my family in our Razor vehicles. They've got the reliability I need to just pick up and go explore the desert dunes or trail and have the capability to attack even the harshest terrain. If you're looking for some of the most reliable and safest and hands-down most capable off-road machines in the world, look no further than Polaris and their award-winning lineup of Razor vehicles. Whether you want your daughter to experience off-road driving for the first time in a Razor 170 like me, take the entire family out in a Razor XP4 1000 on the weekend, or shred the desert and dunes in the all-new Razor XP 1000 Fox Edition, Polaris has you handled. Take my advice and join me and some of the best drivers in the world by driving a Polaris Razor. Check out the full Polaris Razor lineup at Polaris.com or follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Polaris Razor. Your life demands a tire that provides durability, comfort, and performance, and that's what General Tire delivers for you. From the all-season grip of the Grabber UHP to the comfort and on-road manners of the Grabber HTS to the durability and off-road traction of the Grabber AT2, General has a tire that will help get you where you need to go. So let us take you on your next big adventure. Tweet us at General Tire, hashtag anywhere is possible. Because with General Tire, anywhere is possible. When looking for a new wheel for your off-road vehicle, car, truck, or UTV, the choice is easy. You choose what the pros use. Rob McCachran, Keegan Kincaid, and myself, Jim Beaver, all exclusively use Vision Wheel, whether we're dominating Baja, taking the cup at Cranon, or shredding UTVs. Vision Wheel's trend-setting designs and durability will set you apart from the competition and your friends. Check out visionwheel.com or at visionwheel on social media to learn more. Looking to have some fun on four wheels? Dirtfish Rally School has you covered. Packing as much adrenaline and adventure as you can handle into high-performance all-wheel drive and rear-wheel drive Subaru rally cars is where the fun begins at Dirtfish. Just 30 minutes outside of Seattle and Snoqualmie, you'll get a chance to train up to three full days with some of the country's best instructors and be put through the high-octane rush of rally on mud, dirt, and tarmac. Get started today and call 425-888-7715 or visit us online at dirtfish.com and use code 911 for a 15% discount. Life is all about sound. The sound of sports, the sound of the racetrack, and the sound of your vehicle. Don't drive around listening to this. Drive around listening to the sound of performance. Gibson Performance. Gibson Performance Exhaust is the company who can turn this into this. Remember that life is all about sound, and Gibson Exhaust is the sound of performance. Check out your next catback exhaust system, headers, muffler, or UTV exhaust at GibsonPerformance.com and get more power and more sound. Like what you hear? Catch all the back episodes of the Down and Dirty Radio Show 
on Apple Podcast, and be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Welcome back to the General Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. I'd like to welcome my next guest, a guy that is absolutely on fire this year, Yuvan Sundar Amurthy. Uh, to the show, I know, uh, man, this is a big weekend for you. You've had a big year, but uh, heading to Road America, would you consider this like kind of like your home track, right? Yeah, this is definitely the home track and the home track of the team. So it's going to be one of the the best tracks to get a win on. So really looking forward to it. Yeah, it's you know I this one I've never actually been there. I spent a lot of time in Wisconsin, but I've never been there. But this one is so like picturesque. Just seems like a beautiful area. Like the backdrop of the track. I know it's a, you know it's a pretty long track. I mean everything about this one is just like I don't know. I think summer and I think the United States and I feel like Road America just fits the bill. Definitely. I mean I've never really had good results there, so I've kind of <laughs> had a mixed a mixed um, uh, opinion of the track, but. Hopefully we can get that changed this year. Well, that's not good. It's the home track, and you're saying you haven't had good results <laughs> at it. I'm like, generally the opposite, man. Yeah, uh, so uh, yeah. this year I've been better in every track I've gone to so far, so I'm hoping to, hoping to keep, the, keep the trend. Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about this year. I want to talk about your career, and we got a lot to kind of bounce around about. But, uh, uh, I mean, this year, obviously, you know, they're considering your breakout year. I mean, I, I feel like you've been kind of kind of building, building, building. But, uh, you know, you come out of the gate, you take, uh, take a win there at Barber. Um, and, you know, and then you had a massive weekend there at Indy where you uh, took two of the three victories. I mean, I feel like you're, you're on a pretty, uh, pretty darn good roll right now. I mean, leading the points championship. I mean, how, how, you know, what, what's different about this year than years previous? Yeah, so that's, that's kind of a, a hard question to answer because I definitely think there's a combination of things, um, especially this off season. I've been working a lot I'm, uh, in a combination of testing and figuring out how to get my qualifying um, in ship shape and also – working with a bunch of uh, uh, people to work on my fitness and mental uh, preparedness and all that stuff. So I think it's a combination of a bunch of things uh, finally coming together. Yeah. Well, on the fitness side too, like, I mean, I've seen pictures of you on social media. It's not like you're a big guy. Like you look like, you know, I look and I go, oh, this guy's pretty fit. But I mean, how big of a difference can, you know, taking your fitness to another level? I mean, does it make a big difference? I would assume as laps tick off in the race car, things like that, you know, it's really, you start getting into, you know, let's say the fourth quarter of the race. And, uh, you know, I got a feeling the fitness probably when it really starts coming into play when everybody else is tiring it out, right? Yeah, it definitely makes a massive difference. My uh, my coach, Bob Perona, he put together this thing for me at the end of last year, what he calls a closing, and he showed me all the races and which races I closed, which is the last five laps. If you gain positions or lose positions, and in almost every single race, I lost positions last year. This year, I've closed every single race, so the, the fitness definitely is coming to me um, and definitely um, showing up on um, improving and helping out. Yeah. Well, and it's funny you talk about that and I've never really heard about closing, you know, in regards to that before, but like, I mean, racing, it's so much of a mental game. Obviously you've got the skills to drive a race car, but you know, I, I feel like, you know, the mental game and it looks like you're really working on that. And obviously the physical part comes along with it with the training and stuff like that. But I mean, have you felt like your mental game is stronger and that's helping you through some of these races? I definitely think so. Um, uh, I've been able to stay more focused throughout the whole race and really, especially even going into Barber, I was having a really lack of confidence issue. Um, I didn't do as hot as I wanted to in the testing and the series test. So I didn't have all the confidence that I needed. So I um, worked with um, 
a couple guys, uh, Grant uh, and uh, Stuart, and they really helped me out um, just getting that confidence back. Yeah. Well, I want to talk about you're talking about working with some people, and I know uh, you know you're working with uh, with Peter Rossi, their team Rossi Motorsports. Alex's dad, Alex, is a great uh, great friend of the show. He's been on here numerous times, and um, you know how has that been for you? You know, I feel like you've surrounded yourself with some amazing people that are helping you know kind of steer the course of your career. I was now working and and you know and having that asset you know at your disposal. I mean, how, how has that been for your career? Oh, it's been amazing. I think. Um not just one person, every single person that I've been able to associate myself with has uh, really helped me in my uh, progress, especially working with Peter um, and uh, uh, putting all the, the investment company together, putting together um, a plan to help uh, help me reach my goals of IndyCar and uh, a pro uh, racing career has really uh, helped and clearly from this year it's starting to, starting to come together. Yeah, and that's kind of the scary part about racing, right? I mean, I'm a professional race car driver myself just in the off-road space, but it's finding the funding. I mean, you know, you see time and time again there's amazing young talents that have all the skills to be, you know, a future champion. And and for whatever reason, the business side, they just can't get it sorted enough to go racing. And, you know, the days are gone by of some company just waving a, you know, a million dollar check and saying, here, take my money, throw a sticker on the car. You know, it's, it's, you know, kind of amazing that you've been able to surround yourself with people who are looking at that. They're looking at long-term, they're looking at things like that going, all right, so how do we take Yuvin from where he's at to you know IndyCar, which I, I'm assuming you being in the road to Indy, you, you know that's that's the ultimate goal here. But um, you know that's that's what's amazing to me is you got you and your family have the foresight to to surround yourself with people and work towards that and and put something in place so you're not one of those guys sitting on the sidelines going, I know I can win races, I just don't have the money to do it. Yeah, that's for sure. And I mean, um, there's a lot of examples of people who just weren't able to find the money and. Um, especially in the road to Indy and um, it's at the stage that I am now. There's not as many fans as you'd get in IndyCar and Indy Lights even. Um, so it's a lot harder to actually pull uh, business and company sponsorships. So that's why um, we're working with Peter with the investment company trying to get uh, private investors really is uh, a much, much um, more uh, efficient solution for this stage of my career. Yeah, and and that's got to be tough, you know. Like obviously, everybody knows what IndyCar is, and and you know, in Indy Lights, you know, I, I think a lot of people recognize that. But you know, is that a tough sell? Being that you're, you know, you're you're in F two thousand and and kind of working your way up the ladder. I mean, that's got to got to be a tougher sell because they look at you and they're like, yeah, you're a great guy, you're a great talent, you know, you're winning race in F two thousand, but we'd rather have somebody that's winning races in IndyCar. You know, we've got money. We'd rather yeah. spend it here. And, and that's got to be the tough sell, right? So yeah, I find this interesting that I think what, what they've developed with you is basically they're buying into you now, but it's it's almost like buying a stock when it first comes to market. You're hoping that thing doubles and triples in value. And, and with you, you make it to IndyCar, and, and that's kind of the goal, right? That's when they get the payoff? Yeah, any, any professional service, it doesn't have to be IndyCar, yeah. but obviously IndyCar is the goal. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard at this stage. and especially even in like uh nascar and stuff there's there's a decent amount of uh, uh viewership at the lower series but now um i'm really happy about all these foreign drivers uh kevin magnuson just announced he's running this weekend in uh in uh, uh road america so i'm really hoping this brings a lot more fans to the indycar uh series because i i honestly think it's better racing than formula one 
Yeah, no, and you know, I I agree with you too, and and that's not discrediting Formula One because I still watch every single race, but. Um, you know, that's one thing I really admire about IndyCar, and I think probably, you know, you know, they've got to be one of the most diverse race series on the planet. But somebody like you that's, you know, I, I don't know. I'm just looking at it going, it's such a great culture and a great place to be. Uh, they, they've embraced drivers from all walks of life, all countries. Um, it really is remarkable how IndyCar's been able to grow and, and grown it into, uh, you know, you, I, I've got people that are pinging me from Europe, things like that, where it used to just be paying attention to Formula One. Now IndyCar's on the map, and it's truly, even though we don't race internationally much, it's, it's become, you know, kind of a, a, an international series. Yeah, for sure. And um, uh, with seven different winners in the first seven races, that's, that's really hard to beat. Um, so I, I think it's a, it's a great series and I think it's expanding. Obviously it's easy for me to say, but I think it'd be cool if we get like a three race Europe, Europe run, but I don't know if that's going to happen anytime soon. I'm I'm still holding out for IndyCars at the Monaco Grand Prix, but uh, I don't know oh, that. That'd the, be cool. Yeah, I don't know that that would ever happen. Um, but well, truthfully, it would probably be a better show than we saw this year. So it would be. Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know if the IndyCars have enough turn radius to yeah, get around the yeah, in there. Yeah, exactly. But uh, uh, let's talk a little bit about you. I mean, you you've got kind of a, a lot of uh, you've got a lot of worldly experience. I mean, you're the first Indian-born uh, you know race car driver to win in a you know in, in the IndyCar series or you know in the road to Indy uh, but you grew up in China for what the first six seven years of your life how did that happen and then how was the gateway to the United States and racing I mean take me through all that because like this is interesting to me it wasn't like you grew up in a racing family and your dad raced formula cars and you know and, and you guys kind of knew like you guys started from scratch right yeah so I was born uh here in Wisconsin in town Wisconsin um I lived here until I was three and a half and then we moved to China for six years um we lived in Beijing for three of those, and then the second half was in Shanghai, which is where the Formula One track is, and we lived about 20 minutes from the F1 track. Um, the first two years we were in Shanghai, we literally knew nothing about it. We had no connection to racing, and one day my dad's like, oh, uh, you can pick MotoGP, Rally, or F1. Which one do you want to go to? So I said F1, uh, and we went to the race. I loved it. That was the 2011 race when Hamilton passed Vettel on the last lap. And I was like, I want to do this. So then we got into it. So every day after school, I'd drive to the F1 track, do laps in a go-kart. That's kind of where it started. Yeah. And, you know, that, you look back and you had to have been pretty rough to start with, right? I mean, uh, you know, or was it one of those, like you hear people, whether they're skateboarders or ride motocross, like they start out and they're so bad, but it's like you get that drive and it's like it's an addiction and you got to go and you got to get it better. And then like, you know, after the first week, you you can see the progression after the first month, you know, was it one of those where it literally got its hooks in you and you're just like, I can't get enough of this? That's definitely the case. I never raced in China, but I raced in the U.S. and when I came here, it took me a, a good year and a half, a year to finally figure out how to how to pick up some pace, and then uh, got a couple a pole position and the top three in uh, in national events. And from there on, I knew that it was definitely a, a achievable goal. Yeah. So. Uh, here's a question. I mean, obviously we've got this year, you got road America this weekend. I know, uh, you know, one thing I find interesting about, you know, F 2000 series, you guys did, uh, you did an oval, right. In Indy at, uh, Luxor raceway. Correct. Uh, how is yep, that? That was our last, that was our last event. Yeah. How, how is that like shaking it up? I mean, because I, I feel like your roots are in, in road racing, right? I was throwing an oval at you. How, how does that work? You enjoy that or no? I love the oval. I've always been a big supporter for the oval since my first time there. 
Um, it's a different beast. It's a very physical challenge. It's a very uh, um, difficult challenge at that. So um, to be able to finish high there is really important. And with 1.5 points, um, it's it's really big there. I think I should have been a little higher up. I messed up my qualifying. That's kind of a massive thing in the oval when it's really hard to, to gain spots at that track. But um, I was able to come home with a P6. I think I had a chance at P4 a couple times in the race, but never ended up getting it. But I'll, I'll, I'm happy to come home after the oval with uh, the points lead still. Yeah. How is it being, you know, you're kind of approaching, I think we're right around the mid-season mark. Uh, how is it? I mean, you, you got the points lead now. You got, uh, you know, two rounds here at uh, Road America, and then you go to, what, a triple header, I think, at Mid-Ohio. Uh, you know, how is that? You're the guy with a target on your back now. How are you approaching the rest of the season? Yeah, definitely, definitely got to uh, just keep consistent. I mean, uh, consistency wins championships. So I had a DNF at St. Pete, which really um, stunted the the championship race because um, if that didn't happen, I think I would have been a significantly farther forward in this championship. But I'm 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 happy to be where I am now and just got to stay consistent, finish races. That's the most important thing. Yeah. Well, I got a, got a question for you before we go. You're from Wisconsin. Um, I know here in two weeks, I'm a big off-road guy. Have you ever heard of Crandon International Off-Road Raceway and the big events they have there in Wisconsin at Crandon? I have not. Oh. I maybe need to take a look at that. Uh, we definitely do. Well, I am going to formally invite you out. I do some TV for them uh, um, uh, for the Labor Day event that Red Bull sponsors. But uh, I will uh, I will connect with you because I just had to ask. I'm like, you're a Wisconsin guy. I know you go to college in Wisconsin. I'm like, uh, Cranon, Wisconsin, 50,000 people show up to the Off-Road World Championships every year for the short course race. And it is uh, it is a ton of fun. But if you've never been there and you are from Wisconsin, we got to get you out, man. I will get you some VIP passes for that deal because it'd be fun to have you out there. That sounds good to me. So, but uh, yeah, other than that, I guess uh, I guess before we sign off, man, I know you're a big basketball fan. I am from Arizona. I'm a Suns fan. I'm pretty ecstatic right now. You think your Bucks got a shot at this thing? They they disappointed me last night, but we'll see. They they Giannis and Chris can can always bring it back. So. I'm hoping we can win at home and then just get one win in, uh, in the last race away. Yeah. Or last game, I guess. Last oh, game. We're, we're talking racing. Race. We're talking. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. I think NBA playoffs this year has been probably more fun than they've been in uh, in a long time. I don't know why, but for some odd reason, I think everybody's paying attention to the NBA playoffs this year. That's for sure. So, all right. Well, Yuvin, it was great having you on the show, my friend. Uh, good luck this weekend at uh, your home track there at uh, Road America, and we'll definitely talk to you soon. When you want to protect your IRA or 401k, don't trust it to just anyone's hands. It's your money. You earned it, and you deserve the best protection available. That's where Augusta Precious Metals comes in. We've provided gold and silver IRAs to thousands of Americans, including Joe Montana himself, the Hall of Fame quarterback. Augusta is trusted by all these people because we have a simple process requiring little more than a phone call to book an appointment for a one-on-one web conference on the benefits of buying gold inside your IRA. Our objective, to educate you on the economy and on the way Americans are using gold as an important part of their wealth protection plans. So do what Joe Montana did. Protect your IRA with gold and silver. Call Augusta Precious Metals right now. 800-251-0427. 
That's 800-251-0427. I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey, look, I I never wanted to start using. I I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I, I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time. Time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-215-6812. 800-215-6812. That's 800-215-6812. In syndication on networks across the U.S. and available internationally on the American Forces Network. Well, and that's all she wrote for hour number one right here on the Gentle Tired on a Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Um, but uh, the big news is we've got another hour to come. All killer, no filler. But even bigger than that is a guy that is called Mr. Baja, two time Hall of Famer. One of the winningest off-road athletes, I say athletes because he's done it on two and four wheels, of all time, Mr. Larry Rossler. This is a guy I grew up watching, and I'm really excited to have him on the show. For some odd reason, we've been doing the show for 10 years, and we haven't quite had Mr. Larry Rossler on yet. And I've known him for a long time. For some odd reason, we just never made it happen. But today is the day. He comes on the show. We've got an entire hour booked for this one, and I've got to tell you, he is a class act. He is a great guy. He's an even better athlete, and uh, I am super excited for this one. So if you got questions for an all-time legend, Larry Rossler, hit me up at JimBeaver15 on Twitter. Slide into those DMs on Instagram. I'll check them both. Uh, if you hit me up on Facebook, can't promise we're going to get those in the show. But uh, Instagram DMs or uh, or Twitter, hit me up at Jim Beaver 15 We'll get them into the show for Mr. Larry Rossler. But, uh, man, one of the legends. He's coming up in hour number two right here on the show. Today's day is why I love doing radio. But uh, we're going to take a short break, 
And uh, like I said, we come back. We got another full hour to come right here on this all killer, no filler edition of the Gentle Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. USA Radio News with John Hunt. Many world leaders are stepping up as Russia's attacks on Ukraine continue. But New York Representative Claudia Tinney, a member of the Armed Services Committee, said we don't have one here in the United States. I mean, why hasn't he been there negotiating this now? We have President Macron. You have other leaders around the world that are stepping up. We don't have a leader in the Oval Office. I know people say leading from behind. I think he's following from behind. But we're relying on France, of all places, to actually stand up and lead the world. We do not have a world leader. We do not have a person capable of leading the world. Speaking on Newsmax, Tenney also said it's been Congress that has led the way when it comes to spending for Ukraine, not President Biden. Experts now fear that COVID-19 cases in the U.S. will rise over the next few weeks as the new BA2 variant continues to spread. Data from the CDC shows BA2, which is a subvariant of Omicron, has been tripling in prevalence every two weeks. This is USA Radio News. Have you or someone you know used heartburn medications Zantac or Ranitidine and been diagnosed with cancer? Zantac and Ranitidine have been positively linked to cancer. According to the FDA, Zantac and Ranitidine contain NDMA, a known cancer-causing agent. NDMA has been positively linked to cancers of the bladder, pancreas, esophagus, liver, and stomach. Even in single doses and in smaller doses over time, NDMA is one of the strongest proven cancer-causing agents. Call 888-960-1233 or go to ZantacMoney.com. You may be entitled to substantial compensation without going to court if you or a loved one have taken these products in the past 10 years and been diagnosed with cancer. Call now to see if you qualify for free. Call 888-960-1233 or visit ZantacMoney.com to get what may be owed to you. You may be entitled to a cash reward. Find out now at ZantacMoney.com or call 888-960-1233 to see if you qualify for free. Ten pilots from four different airlines are now suing the CDC. They'd like to end the federal mask mandate, calling it illegal and saying it prevents them from flying safely. Seven of the pilots are from JetBlue. The rest are from Southwest, American, and PSA Airlines. Their lawsuit claims that thousands of unruly passenger situations during the pandemic have only been due to mask mandates. The TSA recently extended the mandate another month to April 18th. And gas prices keep going the directions drivers want to see. AAA reports the national average price for regular is down two cents to $4.28 a gallon. That's the lowest price in more than a week, but prices are still over five bucks a gallon on the West Coast. The statewide average is five oh two a gallon in Nevada, five twelve in Hawaii, and five seventy eight in California. This is USA Radio News. Right now, people are home with their pets more often, and I think now, especially with the shedding, they're more cognizant of what's going on and that it's an actual issue, and Dynavite has helped tremendously in our house with that. I just heard the Dynavite commercial so many times, I said, you know what, I'll I'll give it a shot, and I ordered it and tried it, and it worked. The Dynavite, the being at home, working with them, they all love it. Me and Chewy are together 24-7. Within three weeks, he's not scratching and itching, and he's an all-around happier dog. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. It looks like the NFL might be changing their rules regarding overtime. Three NFL teams are submitting proposals to the league to change overtime rules. The Indianapolis Colts and Philadelphia Eagles 
want each team to get one possession in overtime. The Tennessee Titans propose each team get one possession unless the team scores a touchdown and a two-point conversion first. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg. President Joe Biden announced that he's named Dr. Ashish Jha to be the new White House COVID-19 response coordinator as the White House looks to move the country into a new phase of the pandemic. Jha will replace Jeff Zients, who led the administration's response to the coronavirus for the last 14 months. He had a background in business and government, and he helped the Obama administration fix the troubledhealthcare.gov website. Jha comes with a deep background in public health research. Russian authorities are now seeking a 13-year prison sentence for opposition leader Alexei Navalny in a trial critics see as an attempt to keep President Vladimir Putin's biggest foe in prison for as long as possible. Navalny, who's already serving two and a half years in a penal colony east of Moscow, has been charged with fraud and contempt of court. The prosecution accuses him of embezzling money that he and his foundation raised over the years. Navalny has rejected the allegations as politically motivated. Get updated anytime at usaradio.com. For the USA Radio News Network, I'm John Hunt. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845-800-760-1845-800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. Thanks for tuning in to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, available live online in syndication on networks across the U.S. and available internationally on the American Forces Network. Welcome back to the General Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Hour number two, a uh, big hour number two for us on the show this week. We've got uh, Larry Rossler, uh, Mr. Baja. He is coming up in the next segment, actually the next three segments. We've got them all blocked off for Larry uh, looking forward to having him on the show finally. So if you got any questions, last second, uh, at Jim Beaver 15 on social media, and we will get those cycled into the show today. Um, but, uh, yes, uh, I do want to uh, bring up, you guys obviously know I am a uh, skateboarder. I also ride BMX, and I don't know. I wake surf, wakeboard. I, I do everything. Like, I, I don't know. I just love action sports. Not good at any of them anymore, but uh, I still like to participate in all of them. It's good exercise. But, um, you know, I, if you're like me, you're always looking for good films. And, you know, right now it's like slim pickings, you know, with movies and everything else. I went back and watched, uh, you know, Dogtown and the Z-Boys, um, but I believe it's uh, Lords of Dogtown, kind of the Hollywood movie they made about, um, you know, Dogtown and the Z-Boys. I got to tell you, I forgot how damn good that was. If you guys are looking for something that came out, uh, what was it, 10, 15 years ago, but it's like ridiculously good, go and watch uh, Lords of Dogtown. It is amazing um 
And it really shows you how influential these guys are. And I bring it up at a motorsports show because motorsports and action sports, to me, this is we consider this an action motorsports show, but they, they kind of merged, right? You get a lot of talents that have crossed over, things like that. It's kind of this big merger. But, you know, I look at things, marketing, sponsorship, you know, stuff that was game-changing. And, man, those guys at the time, what they were able to do in the 70s, absolutely mind-blowing, mind-blowing. And I look at that, and I know how – there's this old guard, you know, there's an old boys club in motorsports and in action sports. And, you know, once in a while somebody comes in and they shake up the establishment and uh, people hate that. I love that because I look at things and I go, man, like this is a, this is a turning of a page. This is creation of a new era. So if you're looking for a good flick right now, I'm telling you, just go back, watch Lords of Dogtown, worth the download. It's probably free on some streaming service. Rent it, I think, on iTunes might be like a couple bucks. It's worth it, man. Go and find it and uh, enjoy it. And uh, yeah, and if you like action sports, man, this is like the the literally the beginnings of skateboarding right there. So yeah. Anyways, uh, we are uh, going to take a short commercial break, and uh, without further ado, when we come back, it is going to be Mr. Baja, the Mr. Two Time Hall of Famer, the legend coming off a big win at the Baja Five Hundred this past weekend. Mr. Larry Rossler, right here on the General Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. I'm Polaris rider Jim Beaver. I race trophy trucks professionally, host a Down and Dirty Radio Show, and also travel the country announcing motorsports events. I've seen it all, and trust me, I've done most of it, so when it comes time to relax on the weekend, nothing is better than taking time with my family in our Razor vehicles. They've got the reliability I need to just pick up and go explore the desert dunes or trail and have the capability to attack even the harshest terrain. If you're looking for some of the most reliable and safest and hands-down most capable off-road machines in the world, look no further than Polaris and their award-winning lineup of Razor vehicles. Whether you want your daughter to experience off-road driving for the first time in a Razor 170 like me, take the entire family out in a Razor XP4 1000 on the weekend, or shred the desert and dunes in the all-new Razor XP1000 Fox Edition, Polaris has you handled. Take my advice and join me and some of the best drivers in the world by driving a Polaris. Razor. Check out the full Polaris Razor lineup at Polaris.com or follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Polaris Razor. Your life demands a tire that provides durability, comfort, and performance, and that's what General Tire delivers for you. From the all-season grip of the Grabber UHP to the comfort and on-road manners of the Grabber HTS to the durability and off-road traction of the Grabber AT2, General has a tire that will help get you where you need to go. So let us take you on your next big adventure. Tweet us at General Tire, hashtag anywhere is possible, because with General Tire, anywhere is possible. From the 2018 Master Distillers of the Year comes a bold new American whiskey and fistful of bourbon. Their whiskeys have been award-winning for generations. Now they're going all in on bourbon, blending five straight whiskeys to create a big balanced bourbon that stands apart from everything else. So grab yourself a fistful of bourbon, a blend of five bourbons created with over 100 years of whiskey blending experience. It ain't just a bourbon, it's a damn fistful. Please enjoy responsibly. Looking to have some fun on four wheels? Dirtfish Rally School has you covered. Packing as much adrenaline and adventure as you can handle into high-performance all-wheel drive and rear-wheel drive Subaru rally cars is where the fun begins at Dirtfish. Just 30 minutes outside of Seattle and Snoqualmie, you'll get a chance to train up to three full days with some of the country's best instructors and be put through the high-octane rush of rally on mud, dirt, and tarmac. Get started today and call 425-888-7715 or visit us online at dirtfish.com and use code 911 for a 15% discount. Life is all about sound. 
sound of sports, the sound of the racetrack, and the sound of your vehicle. Don't drive around listening to this. Drive around listening to the sound of performance. Gibson Performance. Gibson Performance Exhaust is the company who can turn this into this. Remember that life is all about sound, and Gibson Exhaust is the sound of performance. Check out your next catback exhaust system, headers, muffler, or UTV exhaust at GibsonPerformance.com and get more power and more sound. Like what you hear? Catch all the back episodes of the Down and Dirty Radio Show on Apple Podcast, and be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Welcome back to the Gentle Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Uh, I'd like to welcome a guest, and I honestly can't believe it's uh, it's been this long. We've been on air 10 years, but uh, Larry Rossler to the show. Larry, man, uh, we got a lot to talk about today. Obviously, you had a big weekend. Uh, I want to talk about your career, but uh, welcome, welcome to the show, man. Yeah, thank you so much, Jim. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. I'm, uh, yeah, you know, I'm super excited, of course, and uh, excited to share some of the, the stories. And and uh, this last weekend, of course, is big for me. Yeah, you know, well, let's, I guess let's talk about last weekend, and I don't want to say get it out of the way, but let's talk about that because <laughs> you, you leave Baja and, well, you know, race wraps up and, and you know, I know, you know, technology is, uh, it's a blessing and a curse sometimes. Uh, used to be across the finish line, uh, you know, in Baja, and, uh, you know, you were either the winner or the loser, you know, and obviously there was a CRB and, and things like that. But now there's so much technology and, and you know, somebody looking over your shoulder at all times. It's it, it's kind of always a gray area at the finish line. And, uh, man, did you ever think you'd jump from third to first after this deal? No, I didn't. And, and honestly, yes. It's, um, you know, nowadays, of course, with I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of, of a lot of it. I mean, having the, the VCPs, which is the virtual checkpoints, um, you know, that really keeps everybody on the course better. Um, they're able to um, zig and zag and, you know, people can't cut corners. And But like you said, with technology, you know, with all the phones and video cameras and, and, um, and the social media, you know, nowadays, um, if you do any little thing, it seems like someone's always there to catch you. So, um, I mean we had a clean race and, and I, I started 10th and we actually physically finished third. So I knew, um, Voldosola was behind me. He started in front of me. So, and I knew it was Andy and, and Luke in front of me. So I knew we had a solid third finish and we were really, really stoked about that. Um, you know, Baja Jerky is the title sponsor. They're new to the sport last year. You know, that was a, their first event, um, as a race team. So, I've been, um, you know, trying to point them in the right direction, and, and, and Eric Brandt's the owner, and he's super excited about the sport. He's been a longtime fan, but uh, he's in a position now financially to, you know, run, run, run his own program. So, um, you know, finishing third is, is, is huge, and yeah. it, was, it was an honor. I mean, we were stoked. Um, I mean, let's face it, you know, I mean, I've teamed up with Andy in the past, and then the last four years I've teamed up with Luke. Uh, we just won the thousand together in in uh, the last Baja 1000. So, I mean, finishing third behind those two guys is not nothing to be ashamed of. And you know, I got Tabo right behind me. I got McCachran behind me, and you know, so it it was a solid finish. And um, unfortunately for them, you know, there was some maybe some uh, what would I call it? Just some in the heat of the battle, some race decisions that um, both Luke and Andy probably should have you know thought over a little bit closer. And they both admit to it. They both, you know, so yeah. 
I mean, they, the CRB, the Competition Review Board, uh, reviewed all the all of it, and um, and it's not just one guy making a decision. No. You know, that's why they have that board, and they came up with the penalties. So, all said and done, you know, we get awarded the win. Of course, it's not how I want to win races, but you know, you have to play by the rules, and and it went in my favor. So, um, I'm super stoked about that. Super happy to. Uh, you know, get that win for, for all of our volunteers and family and friends and, and, and um, of course, Baja Jerky. You know, it's a, it's a big win for them. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and it's funny, you know, because this kind of came out and a lot of people upset. There was a lot of penalties applied, this and that. And, and you know, I – my first Baja that I personally raced uh, was – uh, well, it was San Felipe. But the first time I raced the 500 was 2002. Obviously, I grew up watching my dad through the 80s and 90s race down there. And that was when my first Baja that I raced 500 was uh, open highway. And, uh, you know, we're running 120, 130 miles an hour. And I was running the Class 8 truck at that point. You know what I mean? But, you know, you're sliding around blind corners, passing people, threading the needle. I mean, it was ridiculous, you know. And you remember that. I mean, you raced down there, you know, a good chunk of your career like that. And I, I truthfully, I hated that. It was scary, you know. Yeah. I, I'm glad these pla- it, 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 it's in place. It was truly scary and i once they started um implementing the the speeds uh the speed limits on the on the highways i I was like so thankful because it it was definitely the most stressful the most dangerous part of the race i mean it's one thing just bouncing through the desert you know and that's you you feel like it's in your control and if you if you make a mistake or you crash it's your fault whereas on the pavement there's so many variables and it's open highway and and no one wants to give an inch, and it's, uh, it was crazy. You know, I mean, there was definitely some close calls and passing on blind corners. And, I, I mean, I, I try not to do that myself, but I witnessed many of that. And either either passing or getting passed, you know, it was, it was truly crazy. So, uh, for sure, and it's evolved since then even more, yeah. even safer yet. So now we have the Stella. You know, now the speed zones are, are – um, are in order to where we like this race all the speed zones were 37 miles an hour so in the past you know like the thousand we had some 60s and then we had some 37 so um i'm a big fan of yes let's just take a time out let's take a break for me it's the time to you know talk on the radio time to um you know take a drink of water maybe eat a little something and just chill out for a minute and get ready for the next moto, you know. Yeah, I never really thought, you know, thought of it that way. But get ready for the next moto. But you know what I what I think is funny too, and and you can attest to this. But you know, trophy truck has come such a long way. And uh, um, you know, when you first kind of made the transition to trophy truck, things like that. I mean, you know, you you were a part of some great programs. But even then, Larry, like, I mean. Races were separated. You know, if you just finished, you knew you were almost guaranteed a top five. You know, if you had a really good day, you'd know you were almost going to get a podium, you know. And, you know, winner might finish the line. Then maybe 30 minutes later, there'd be another truck. And, you know, top three might be spread out by an hour, something like that. I mean, we're seeing these races now. I mean, it's got just, I mean, crazy. We're talking seconds separating, you know, podium finishers and things. I mean, to me, this is just, it's kind of madness what's going on in trophy truck with the competitiveness, you know. Yes, and and it's exciting. I mean, it, it for me even before this race, you know, I was talking to Luke, and it was, you know, it's like, man, whoever wins this race, you know, my hat's going to go off to them and congratulate them because the course was super technical, and and we know there's a good ten trucks out there that can run the pace, and I mean, really good drivers, a lot of experience, 
and the equipment's gotten better. The equipment's got way more reliable. You know, Luke only lost San Felipe by 16 seconds. And if you look at the unofficial results for this race, you know, prior to the penalties, um, Luke could have beat his cousin by four seconds only. You know? <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, really good competition and, and close, tough racing, you know. I mean, off-road racing, of course, dust is such a factor in track position. So, you know, pit strategy, there's so much to it. But but that's part of the game, you know. So, yeah, it's, it's super exciting for sure. Yeah. Well, and I want to talk about kind of the history of your career. But that being said, I mean, you, you're kind of talking there about off-road and kind of your what you love about the sport. And I got to ask you, I mean, through the course of your career, you've, you know, you've accomplished so much in off-road. Uh, was there any any opportunities where you know to where people would call and want you to go do something else, but you just always have the draw to off road? Did you ever have any of those opportunities pop up? Yeah, you know, back in the motorcycle days, um, there was a little bit of talk about you know maybe going to do motocross rather than off road. But I mean, honestly, my heart, my experience, everything was more towards off road, and because um, I trained a lot with you know Ricky Johnson and. And um, I rode for Yamaha for three years. So th- there was some, you know, possibilities maybe. But but honestly, you know, just growing up as a young guy uh, with my mini bike, going to the races with my dad and family. And, I mean, it was really in my heart, you know, watching Malcolm Smith on any Sunday. You know, I was, um, you know, th- that's everything was that direction for me. That's what I wanted to, to do. So, you know, and, and then that's exactly what I did. I, I went on to ride, you know, 13 ISDEs. I got 10 gold medals in those, you know, I remember my first gold medal, Malcolm Smith sent me a, a letter and congratulated me. I wish I had that letter to this <laughs> day. I'd, I'd have it framed, you know? Oh man, I totally, totally get that. I'd have that thing framed as well. But uh, Larry, we got to take a short commercial break. We'll be back after this on the Gentle Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who've helped people that have been injured or wronged. If you've had a revision or removal surgery of a hernia mesh implant after 2008, pay close attention to this message. Hernia mesh manufacturers have recalled some of the mesh material that may have been used in your surgery due to high failure rate. The FDA has even blamed the recalled mesh material for some of the worst of the health issues reported by doctors and patients. If you've had two or more hernia surgeries for the same issue and you're having severe complications, call the legal helpline now. You could receive a free cash award and have your medical expenses covered. And there's no upfront cost to you. They only get paid if you win. So please call now. 800-817-2968. 800-817-2968. 800-817-2968. That's 800-817-2968. I'm going to tell you how you can get real health care for as little as $6 a day. Yes, now you can get affordable health care for you and your family immediately and save as much as 50% off your current monthly health care payments. Our plans are perfect for people that are self-employed, can't afford health benefits where they work, or just want to pay less for their current health care. And coverage is guaranteed regardless of your medical condition. We even offer some of the new Christian faith-based health 
health benefits. Save up to 50% on your family's health care. Make a free quick call now. There are no contracts, and we give you a 10-day money-back trial period. Call Provision Enrollment right now for your risk-free, guaranteed health insurance quote starting at $6 a day. 800-472-5145. 800-472-5145. That's 800-472-5145. Come on, you watch the news. Be prepared to pay more taxes. Then if you owe back taxes or haven't filed in a few years, get ready. The IRS, the largest collection agency in the world, will be coming after you. With the power to collect taxes by any means they want to. Hey, they can freeze your bank account, your passport, even padlock your business. Oh, good times. Look, if the IRS claims you owe them 5000 or more in back taxes and they're coming after you, don't panic. Call my friends at Get a Tax Lawyer first. Their job is to negotiate with the IRS and save you money. They're experts at it. That's all they do. And you can trust them. In some cases, they have reduced a $50,000 tax bill to less than 1000 If you owe the IRS 5000 or more in back taxes, call now for a free consultation. Call 800-732-9635. 800-732-9635. That's 800-732-9635. Thanks for tuning in to the Down and Dirty Radio Show. Available live online in syndication on networks across the U.S. and available internationally on the American Forces Network. Welcome back to the General Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Jim Beaver here along with a legend, Larry Rossler. Larry, before we went to break, you are talking uh, a little bit about uh, growing up and uh, kind of your gateway to Baja. Growing up in the Riverside San Bernardino area, you know, you have Walker Evans and Malcolm Smith and... And so, and my dad was a good rider in the local desert racing. So, you know, I, I, I had some, some pretty big idols right around me and, and started to go to Mexico. You mentioned your first Baja, um, you know, so my first Baja was in 1972, my, the, the Baja 500. So I rode with Mitch Mays on a 125 CC, you know, this is like 48 years ago <laughs> and we won the 125 CC class. Then four years later, I I I uh, moved up to the big bikes or you know, two fifties and open class yeah. in the local district races, and um, and Mitch and I again teamed up together. We were both riding for Husqvarna. So in nineteen seventy six, him and I again won, but this time it was the Baja one thousand, and we won overall. So, yeah. So for me, you know, I I uh, I've been so blessed with my career and my racing. And, and um, I, so it really, for me, it was once, once it took hold, I really had no reason to, to, to leave it. You know, I just, um, on my days off, go ride on, on weekends that we're not racing or doing something. We go camp and go ride. And I mean, matter of fact, uh, this Friday, we're doing a night ride with a bunch of friends and, and UTVs. You know, I can't wait to get behind the wheel and go, <laughs> go tooling around the desert in a night ride, you know, you know, that's, and it's funny you say that too, because you know, that's something interesting that I've always found interesting about off-road because I was the same way with my dad. Well, you know, he was in the shop prepping and he was going and racing the class eight truck all over the place. But when he wasn't, we were still out in the desert on our quads or dirt bikes or pre-running around Parker. Like we were always out doing something off-road and I'm still that day when I'm not racing, I've got the RV out and we're camping with the razors and going on rides and you know, off-road's kind of the unique, and, and, and motocross is the same way, but when you're not 
racing, you're still participating in it. Most motorsports aren't that way, you know? Drag racers, when they're not yeah. drag racing, they're not racing, you know, or IndyCar drivers, you know? It's it's a weird dynamic and culture we have in off-road, you know? I truly agree. I truly agree. And, we, it, it's, and, and that's what makes it so special, you know? I mean, I have just as much fun. I mean, of course, winning races are, is exciting and fun, but you know, before the race, the, the weeks of pre-running or the weekends camping, you know, it's, of course, I'm not going as fast, but, you know, I've, I've been in, I mean, I got thousands and thousands of miles in, in UTVs and, and people go, well, doesn't that, isn't that boring after getting out of a trophy truck? And, and like, no, <laughs> you know, it's all relative and it, it's fun. It's exciting. And the places you can go and adventure and, you know, so it's, um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of good in off-roading for sure. Yeah. Let's go back and talk a little bit about, you know, the the start, you know, on motorcycles and stuff. You mentioned, you know, uh, winning that first Baja in 72, the first 500, you know, and, um, you know, but kind of what was the progression? When did you think, like, you know, you, you went down there, everybody wants to race, you know, but when did you see this as a logical career path, you know? And obviously you've raced with some <laughs> iconic teams. I mean, you know, I, as a kid in the 80s, I remember you and Kawasaki, and I've, I I wish I still had the posters I'd had hanging on my wall. No idea where those are at now. But, you know, when did you see it as a career path? Like, oh, I might actually be able to make a living at this. You know, it, it and it's funny, it, 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 it did. It, it made it a curve. I was, I was still in high school and, um, you know, I was, okay, I'm going to be a dentist or maybe an electrician. My grandfather was an electrician and, and, um, but I'm racing local desert races and, and not making really, I had some little sponsorship and they're paying for entry fees. And, you know, my dad of course is, you know, behind me a hundred percent. And, and then I wasn't even out of high school and I got some opportunities to, um, go to Europe. I did some uh, endurance races, some 24 hour team races and, made some pretty good money there. And then I started getting the, you know, the bigger sponsorships like with, with Husqvarna and, and, um, in the 1980, 81, 82, I rode for Yamaha. Then I actually went back to Husqvarna and making a little bit of money, but you know, at that, at that age and that time, you know, it was very little overhead to get, to get by, you know, and, and it probably wasn't until, you know, the Kawasaki days started in 87 and that's when, you know, I'd already won some Bajas and, you know, starting to establish a pretty good name there. And, and um, with Yamaha was okay money, but then the Kawasaki um, program came up and we really built that program. It got bigger and bigger and stronger. So it was just a real smooth transition. Then it never really dawned on me that it was going to, this wave I've been riding, <laughs> it's like the longest wave of any of anybody, you know, it's just like, I just keep riding it, you know? So, um, when I actually thought I could just keep going on it, uh, I can't say exactly when, but it, it started to take off and I just been riding it ever since. Yeah. Well, and how about the transition to four wheels? Cause you're one of the few guys that have, you know, been, you know, Ricky Johnson, another one who's had a phenomenal career on both, you know, but when did you see the transition to, to four wheels happening? I know there, I believe your first ever race was with Kurt Leduc. Correct me if I'm wrong. I, I did. I did a race with Kurt, uh, the mint 400. So yeah, what the, the transition there, I knew I wanted to, um, I mean, I was just intrigued by the trucks and, and, you know, I love Baja and the off-road racing. I, I just, I, I really envisioned that transition 
Jack Johnson made the transition, Dan Smith, you know, and those are all guys I've, I've teamed up with and raced with on, on, on against them and, and with them on as partners. But I, um, I started building a pre-runner and I went to Kurt LeDuke and that was in 94 and that actually maybe a little bit before that started building in 93. So 94, November of 94, the Baja 1000, I I won it with Danny Hamill and Ty Davis. And that was my 10th overall victory on a motorcycle in a thousand. And you know, I told I told Kawasaki, you know, I think that's a nice round number. Um, and I already was building my pre-runner. You know, I was already like wanting to sort of step down. You know, we got we got Danny and Ty that that are more than capable of of carrying the flag. You know, and so that's really when I said, okay, enough is enough. You know, and and I was still contracted. I was still racing smaller events, still going to events, doing PR stuff, but. To, to really step down from that top box. And, and then so sad, you know, the very next June is when Danny Hamill yeah. died, um, leaving then Sonata starting the Baja 500. So it, it just really solidified my decision. You know, like I, I know it's dangerous. I know enough is enough. And I mean, of course I feel and, and think of Danny all the time, but, you know, making that transition, I, I, um, um, there was an opportunity with Walker. Well, I did that race with Kurt, you know, cause he built my free run. We did that race. We did a local race too in Barstow, I believe. But, um, um, Walker Evans got wind of it, you know, that I'm I built this pre runner. So it was basically up between Jack Johnson and me to get the drive. And, um, for the season of 95. So they ended up giving it to Jack cause he'd already been racing cars, but he didn't have a very good year. Um, so when when the thousand came around in '95, um, they thought they'd give me a try at it. So um, I actually did the Laughlin race prior to that and finished I think like seventh or something. And then and then the thousand I was running really good. We had oil, we had engine problems. I, I actually led for a while. I passed Walker and he was changing a flat. And then and I hear him on the radio, says, "Hey, pull over, I'm coming." So, <laughs> I, I had no choice but to let the boss buy, you know, <laughs> but, um, but I made it to La Paz and, um, it, it was drinking a gallon of oil about every hundred miles. And, you know, we, I don't remember what we finished. It was, I think we, I, don't know, I think we got six or something, but, you know, we made it and, and, and that was, you know, uh, just those two races. And then the very next year I got the opportunity to join the, uh, the McPherson team. So I was with them for four years. So 96, 97, 98, 99, the first three years driving little Mac and we had great success there, you know, and, um, then the last year they let me drive the trophy truck and we won same thing. They were having problems with the, trying to develop the all wheel yeah, drive all-wheel drive and, at the time. And yep. And then I won Vegas to Reno in it overall. And then, uh, the Baja 1000, I got second overall in it with, uh, that was the year uh, Raglan won. I have second. Ivan Stewart was third. So, you know, a respectable finish there. So then after that, I went to the Herps. And, um, you know, everybody pretty much knows uh, the success that we had for many, many, many years. I was with them. Um, the, the You know, driving the Truggy with Troy, you know, we, we won the 1,000 a couple times. We won the 500 a couple times. We, you know, won championships. We won other races. So it was a big uh, – 
not only their name is iconic in the sport, but the, the truck or the truck, the, the truggy became so that the land shark uh, came so famous in Mexico. I mean, even to this day, oh, you know, yeah. people ask, ask about that car and ask about me and the herp. So yeah, it's made a pretty big name for ourselves <laughs> driving that vehicle. Well, I'm just looking down the list of vehicles you've driven, and I got to say, like, you're you literally are the only guy on the planet. I mean, you've driven for Walker, you drove Big Mac, Little Mac, you know, you you've driven the you know the Shark. Um, I'm looking, uh, you know, PPI. We can't forget about the you know that truck that you that you raced with Ivan. Yep. Um, and, and then, that's- well, I, I don't want to cut you off, Larry, but we're almost up against a time break, and I know this this conversation right here is going to last. Uh, uh, quite a while, and I really, really am looking forward to this next segment of the interview. So those of you tuning in, you're going to have to wait for that. We're going to take a short commercial break. Promise, we will be back with more with Larry Rossler. Um, if you guys are enjoying this interview, I, I just made a decision, executive decision. I can do that, right? Because I'm, I guess I'm the host around here. We're going to drop this interview uncut in podcast form over on uh, uh, Podcast One. Uh, we will also air it, the video version on Facebook and on YouTube, and it will just be this interview cut out, uncut, director's cut, no stops, no gaps, no nothing. So if you're enjoying this, you want to go back and hear it, and I'm sure we're going to run long, so some of it will have to be trimmed. You can get all that Facebook, YouTube, podcast one, get it all right there, and we'll be back after this on the General Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Remember your favorite movie moments? Ever thought about collecting them and connecting with your favorite creators? Now you can turn that wish into a reality with Real 8. Real 8 is an inaugural NFT marketplace for fans to collect exclusive behind-the-scenes moments. With Real 8, you can access unique experiences like meeting the cast and crew live. Visit real8.com slash USA now to join a community of like-minded fans and get even closer to the films you love. Don't miss the latest NFT drop. Check out real8.com slash USA. That's R-E-E-L, the number 8.com slash USA. I need a laptop that helps me work remote from Charleston or, or Charlotte or wherever I am this week. It's possible at Staples. How about a PC that can manage my workload at a price I can manage? Also possible. Your local Staples store has the innovative tech and tools you need to take on the future of work. And this week at Staples, you can save up to $230 on select PCs. Explore what's new for your business at Staples, the working and learning store. Ends 319, limit two, in-store only. Right now, sports betting is the fastest growing industry in the world. To consistently cash tickets at the sports books, it's best to be armed with the right plays from the best sports bettors in the business. That's what you'll get at AgainstTheNumber.com. At AgainstTheNumber.com, you'll get specialists with decades of experience betting multiple sports at a high level and many sports-specific packages from the NFL to college basketball to cricket to soccer to the European tour that gives you a consistent edge on the sports book. For a highly skilled, reasonably priced team of premium sports handicappers focused on one thing and one thing only, beating the books at their own game. Visit AgainstTheNumber.com. That's AgainstTheNumber.com. Fever is the leading symptom of COVID and the flu. And the only way to reliably detect fever is with an accurate thermometer. 
Be vigilant and be accurate with the Exergen Temporal Scanner, proven in more than 100 clinical studies. Don't rely on non-contact thermometers. They are proven to be inaccurate and will not reliably detect a fever that might mean COVID. Be sure to seek medical advice at the first sign of fever. Learn more at exergen.com. Hi, Tom Bodette for Motel 6, and we'll leave the light on for fur babies. If you think it's been hard being stuck at home for a year, think about your dog. It's been seven years for them, and they deserve to get out and sniff the world, too. So grab Daisy, Ranger, or Doodles and hit the road. But be sure to stick your head out the window and look for a Motel 6. And like all pets, Baxter stays free. Hot dog. I'm Tom Bodette for Motel 6, and we'll leave the light on for you. You're listening to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. All killer and no filler. Welcome back to the General Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Jim Beaver, Larry Rossler here. And uh, Larry, right before we went to the break, you started to jump into talking about some of the vehicles you'd driven. And you were right on the tip of telling us about the Ivan Stewart PPI truck that you also raced and then I had to pump the brakes, so uh, let's carry it from there, man. After the the Herps uh, run of a of you know of success, um, you know I did drive uh, that one year with Roger Norman, but uh, and we won the thousand together. But I actually went uh, the Toyota program, you know Baja two thousand or the year two thousand, I should yeah. say. You know both both Nevada and best in the desert and and score you know they both had their big events to celebrate the the year 2000 so they uh mark johnson used to be my team green manager for for many years and he moved on and was working for cal wells at ppi and so when those events got um presented to everybody it was like mark johnson said well ivan's not driving alone and i know who we're gonna hire (laughs) so it was um i I, I didn't really have to audition for it. Yeah. You know, it was, I think Mark was pretty set that I was the man and, and we tested, I put over a thousand miles in the Toyota at Barstow and we went to the Nevada 2000 and, um, after, let me think it was, uh, I think after day five, I think it was a six day race or a five day race. I don't remember, but we had a good lead. We had about a 10 minute lead and it vapor locked on me. Um, it was the second to last day. Vapor locked Dami up at Tonopah. We had a really good lead, and um, it was low on fuel. I, I we were gonna the, scheduled to do a splash because you got hot temperature, low fuel, and elevation. So it was sort of a recipe for vapor locking, yeah. and they they knew it, um, and they couldn't get to the the pit because of road construction so on the radio they're telling me you got plenty of fuel you'll make it just keep going keep going you know so because they were chasing along and unfortunately it did vapor lock on me so after a period of time i was able to get vice grips i pinched the return line plus it cooled down Um, they had a a class seven truck or someone bring in uh, five gallon gas can to me and i poured that in and finally like 45 minutes later I, i got fuel pressure and and, you know, only had to go like four or five miles, six miles to the finish of that day. So after leading it, and then we, I think we ended up 16th that day. So the next day, um, I remember Ivan, we alternated days. Yeah. And the next day, the last day Ivan was supposed to start, 
And Mark Johnson said, you know, Larry needs more seat time. We're out of, we're not going to win this thing. Just let's give him the seat time. And Mark pulled me to the side and said, okay, Larry, here's a perfect opportunity to show me what you got. (laughs) So (laughs) I said, okay, I got the green light. So I started 16th and I finished second physically and I won the day. So that pretty much, uh, you know, everybody sort of opened their eyes and said, I think, I think Mark picked the right guy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and then the, of course the, the and of course the Baja 2000, you know, we had like a 45 minute lead. We we split it up into quarters. Ivan drove the first quarter. I got in it. We we're second physically. I get I get past the the second the, the first place truck, and um, and just cruising, just getting through. I get all the way down to um, San Ignacio, and we had like a 45 minute lead at that point, and it dropped a cylinder and it it dropped a seat broke a valve spring or something, dropped a seat in the head. And uh, it, was, it ended up being catastrophic a little bit later after that. Ivan got in and took off and it finally grenaded. So super disappointing, of course. But yeah, you know, the fact that, like you said, I've been able to drive a lot of different vehicles. Not many people can say they drove the, the Ivan Stewart Toyota, yeah. you know, the PPI Toyota and, you know, driving the, the uh, Truggy for all those years with, with the Herbst family. Um, you know, it's just, it's really been awesome to, to, you know, I drove with Andy in, uh, 17 and in the Tesco truck and the last four years now with Luke and his truck. So it's been pretty exciting and, and good race cars, good teams. I mean, you know, as you know, a, a big, a big secret to success and it's no secret is to surround yourself by yeah. really good people and off-road racing is no different than that. So, uh, good people, good equipment and, um, and then, then, then you're allowed like someone like myself to, you know, do what I do, what I do. And, and that's go racing and, and, and try to make, you know, good decisions on the race course and not make mistakes and, and bring her home. Yeah. Well, and obviously you bring your A game to anything you do. I mean, that that's just been the story of your career, but things like moving into that PPI seat with Ivan, I mean, that, that's, you know, arguably the most iconic race vehicle race program in off-road history, you know? I mean, did you feel like moving into that, any additional pressure? I mean, you know, you'd been with the Herps, and that's about as iconic as it comes, you know? And it's like, you know, th- then you move into that. I mean, did, did you feel like, man, I, I have to produce here? Yeah, no, I didn't. I, honestly, I felt really comfortable. Um, you know, I, I'd been in that position a lot with Kawasaki and, and you know, my professional uh, career of riding motorcycles. So, I, I was up for the task, you know, and PPI was around for 17 years and, and they, the word was, I mean, I had a, um, I didn't have the contract in my hand, but, um, the, the, the plan was to, you know, Ivan was going to phase out and, and they're phasing me in. So for me, it was like, Hey, I just hit, you know, I hit the, <laughs> hit the, jackpot. Hit the jackpot, you know, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to continue racing and continue this Toyota, um, you know, program. And, and unfortunately that, that same year is when PPI and Toyota had a falling out and that program ended. So it was just a, it was, it was a bittersweet time at that point, you know? Yeah. And I had heard rumors too, that they would, you know, had kind of planned on building a more traditional two seat style trophy truck, things like that. I, I heard, you know, I know your name was mentioned. I knew there was a new truck kind of that, that had been mentioned. There, there was a lot of rumors swirling around that time about the future of the program. And I think obviously at this point we'll never know. Right. But, uh, you know, I, I think some of the rumors really had people excited about the next couple of years of, of that program. Yeah. You know, and, and I, 
Yes, I sure wish uh, something could have uh, materialized from all that. Of course, I would like to think that, you know, my name would have been thrown in the hat. So, um, yeah, you never know. But, yes, it's, I mean, a lot of time has gone by now, so you'd be surprised to, um, yeah, I just don't, I don't see it really being a, a factory, factory kind of Toyota backing program if, if, in fact, they did something. But, yeah, you never know. Yeah. So, you know, that that being said, I mean, uh, you know, let's talk a little bit about tech because, you know, when you first uh, went into four wheels and obviously, you know, you, you were, you know, racing the Herbst Truggy there for a while and, and you raced that PPI truck. I mean, technology was crazy then. But, I mean, it, what, how does that compare to what you're driving today? And I know now all the, you know, all these all-wheel drive trucks are coming in and, and obviously you drove some of the original all-wheel drive trucks with, um, you know, with Big Mac and things like that back in the day. But how far has the technology come, Larry? You as a driver have been around and you've been able to see the progression and drive all these amazing vehicles. I mean, the truck you're driving today, is it that much faster than what you were driving, say, 20 years ago? Yeah, you know, it's funny you ask that question because the the truck I just won in is 13 years old. (laughs) (laughs) It's an ID design. It's an ID design, you know, two-wheel drive truck. And it's really not that much different. I mean, if you look at, I mean, at the... I'm sure if you're an engineer or you got a tape measure out, you know, they they they've the steering geometry is probably better. Some of the 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 ratio for the shock, you know, ratio um, maybe maybe build in some forward bite or you know better better steering components, better you know I don't just all the little things you know, but yeah. nothing huge you know even even the all-wheel drive. Uh, Big Mac back in its day, it, it it was good, but the biggest problem there, it, it had no wheel travel. So um, I have not driven any of the Mason trucks, but according to Luke, and he proved it this last weekend, <laughs> yeah. you know, he went really fast, and it's the first time he's raced it. He said it's like cheating, you know, and I believe him. Um, they got big motors, they got wheel travel, and they've, you know, all the trucks are more reliable these days, and and. Masons have seemed to have, um, you know, sort of figured that all out. So my hat goes off to them. And, but again, the, the ID truck I'm driving being as old as it is and, and, you know, it's, it's not always the fastest, you know, you got to be consistent. You got to, you know, I mean, my truck handles good. It corners good. It, it does everything good. Uh, maybe a little heavier than some of the, the trucks out there. I'm definitely not running as, as big a motor as a lot of the guys. So, sort of like going on a motocross track or an off-road race or if I'm on a motorcycle, you're, you know, a 250 against a 450, you know, or a 125 against a 250. I think, you know, I might have a little bit less um, motor, a little bit less vehicle, but you still got to, you know, we all got to hit the same bomb, same turns, and, and you, you still got to hit your marks. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I got to ask, you know, obviously we talked a little bit about your, you know, your two-wheel career. I know you, you know, you said you spent a lot of time out in UTVs, out in, out in the desert, things like that, having a good time. You, you ever on a dirt bike anymore, Larry? You know, I do. I ride all the time. Um, I got me a new gas gas here recently. I ride as often as I can. I'm trying to, um, I was going to go this weekend, but uh, with Father's Day and we're going to do this night ride on UTVs on Friday. So, Come Tuesday or Wednesday next week, you won't be able to get a hold of me because <laughs> I'll be up in the in the mountains on single tracks here, uh, just east of San Diego is um, or just west of me. I'm in El Central, but um, Imperial. But 
um, there's McCain Valley has great single track and it's a, it's a riding area that I go to often. It's, it's helmet therapy for me, not yeah. only, you know, mentally, physically, uh, I enjoy riding bikes and, and, uh, yeah, it helps. I think it helps keep me sharp and just, you know, it's like, I love playing golf, but, you know, I think I'd rather, uh, I haven't played golf in years now, but I'd rather just be able to jump on my motorcycle and, and go, go do two or three hour little training ride, practice ride, just a little getaway. So yeah, I love it. But what's the difference in preparing for the Baja 1000 to race in a trophy truck versus to race like you were doing at an elite level on two wheels? I mean, you, you know, I know, you know, obviously there's just so much more with two wheels. I mean, you make one slight mistake and the day is done, you know, a trophy truck, you know, obviously you don't want to make any mistakes, you make a slight mistake. Yeah. You're, you're probably going to be okay. Um, you know, what's, yeah. what's the biggest difference in, in going and training and, and pre-running and, and getting prepared for, for a Baja 1000 to go for an overall on either one? Yeah. So, you know, I still treat it like I'm on a bike. So uh, I miss Q by a few inches and I'm, I'm my worst critic, you know, <laughs> I, I really, really try to be precise on, on everything, uh, the rocks, the ditches, you know, um, of course, yeah, you can get away with more on the truck, but I, um, the biggest, the biggest thing on bikes is getting prepared for a race like that is, you know, it's way more physical, you know, I mean, yeah. the, the, the training that goes into it, the pre-running pre-running can actually wear you down a little bit. So you got to be careful about that. You, you go into the race, half wore out you know because you put in so much pre-running but um but yeah it's just way more physical and of course you know the consequences for making a mistake are um you know definitely a lot worse on a bike so but i still treat i still treat it that way my discipline for you know reading the terrain and um i don't even use hardly the gps even to this day you know i i saw robbie gordon pre-running and and he and we had to actually had dinner together and he goes, yeah, we got over 400 and some notes already. How are you guys doing? You know, we're talking about that. And I go, I don't know. I got a five or six in my head. And we did, we did a few on the GPS, <laughs> you know, it's like, I, I'm literally just driving it like I would be racing it on a bike. You know, most of it's just pure memory. And I still pre-run a lot. Um, you know, I'll, if I'm not comfortable with the section, I'll do it again and break it up into sections. Um, so for me to, you know, do this, this one mountain loop is like 25 miles and I'll just go blast it and then not blast it, just go pre-run it. You know, I don't pre-run fast, but if I don't feel like I really got it dialed and remember all the turns and all the rocks and I go, I'm going to go do it again. So I'll do it back to back rather than trying to just do, say one day you're going to do 300 miles, you know, just don't go through 300 miles. I'll break it down into sections. So I'll do that 25 mile loop two or three times, four times if I need to, you know, and then, okay, I got this, I got that 25 miles just dialed. So then come race day, it's just like playing back a video. Larry, it's been an absolute pleasure. And, uh, you know, if you guys want this uncut and the additional end of this interview, head over to Project Action or Facebook or YouTube. You can get that entire interview uncut on our channels, and uh, trust me, it's worth it. And uh, we're going to take a short break. We'll come back, wrap things up right here on the General Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Here's a simple solution for you. If you have back pain, knee pain, or any other pain in your body, it's as simple as drinking a glass of water every day. Your body is over 60% water, and drinking the best water you can get is crucial for your health. 
Echo Antioxidant Water, developed by Synergy Science, is the best water you can drink, and it's only available through this special radio offer. Over 1,000 research studies have shown that the powerful antioxidant used in Echo Antioxidant Water can reduce inflammation, improve brain function, help you sleep better, and boost gut health. With just two glasses a day, you can experience these benefits right from the comfort of your home. Some people have even replaced their morning coffee jolt with Echo Antioxidant Water. Call now and learn which Echo product by Synergy Science is right for you. We offer free shipping and a full 30-day money-back guarantee. Change your health by simply changing your water. 800-944-1789. 800-944-1789. That's 800-944-1789. If you're taking a calcium supplement, it's probably not doing what you think it is. That's because you still lose bone density with traditional calcium supplements. That's where calcium from algae comes in. Algae Cal Plus doesn't just stop bone loss. It's the only supplement ever shown to increase bone density in clinical studies. That's right. Algae Cal Plus increases bone density, even if you're in your 80s. That's because your bones need more than just calcium and vitamin D to stay strong. There are actually 13 minerals and 3 vitamins needed to build healthy new bone. And Algae Cal Plus contains all of them. And it's proudly made in the U.S. USA. Your calcium doesn't increase bone density. Algae Cal Plus does. Talk to one of our bone health consultants today and see how Algae Cal Plus can start increasing your bone density. Call now. 800-437-8217. 800-437-8217. 800-437-8217. 800-437-8217. If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down, 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right, a monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. Available live online in syndication on networks across the U.S. and available internationally on the American Forces Network. Well, we are back here on the Gentle Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. And I got to tell you, what an amazing show today. Um, big thanks to Yuvin for uh, coming on in hour number uh, one. Um, but Larry Rossler, you want to talk about uh, just uh, an amazing interview, an amazing guy. Don't forget Project Action, Facebook, YouTube, Uncut, right there. You get it. Director's Cut, additional content, and Uncut, right there. Um, thanks to all of you guys. Um, for tuning in, thanks to General Tire, Polaris Razor, Vision Wheel, GSPX TV Axles, Rigid Industries, Dirtfish, Optimus, iRacing, uh, all of our amazing partners here on the show, including Fistful of Bourbon. Um, you know, couldn't do it without you guys. I'm at Jim Beaver 15 on social media. Um, don't forget, head over to Apple Podcasts, subscribe to this show, subscribe to uh, Project Action as well. Uh, man, we've got. Um, 
a lot of content continuing to drop all the time. And, uh, you know, and like I said, that Larry Rossell interview uncut, it, it, the way it's meant to be heard, yes, you can go and get that as well. We're going to drop that almost immediately. Uh, so if you're hearing this, it's probably already out there. Uh, thanks to all our listeners on Sirius XM, Channel 217, Sports Byline, uh, the U.S. American Forces Network. Um, you know, it's uh, it's great. We built this up over 10 years and uh, wouldn't do it, couldn't be doing it without each and every one of you. So thank you. I'm off to Pastrana Land and to Cranon. You guys have a great uh, week, an even better weekend, and we'll see you next time right here on the General Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. 